0: the baller, my life is more than money and jewelry. My stories so crazy, dog. I said make a movie. Behind the baller, I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit. Behind the baller, my life is more than money and journey. Story stories so crazy, dog. I said make a movie. Behind the baller, I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh. Behind the ball. Yes, yes. What's good, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Baller. The world famous, the award-winning, the most unorthodox business chart-topping show, period, podcast that is, guys. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack. Now, some of you guys know me as the Omicron Don, but I'm also known as, hey, why the long face? Also known as... Mr. Bad Back, and of course, also known as the Korean Liam Neeson, the Forrest Gump of hip-hop, Ode Su, the Korean John McCall. Motherfucker, you know who the fuck I am. Yo, guys, how the fuck are you? Happy Monday, you already know. Make it a great day to seize the day. Manifest that shit. You know what I mean? Hold on. Where are my manners? Guys, this is a Dust Brothers production. A.K.A. The Captains, um, BTB Army, guys, we got a show. I'm fresh off motherfucking trip and I'm charged up, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm ready to go, ready to go. Look, I don't know if we go two episodes this week, but I'll tell you what. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the first RV, Yang Gang, trip of 2022 of course k-town explorer it was lit um we're going to talk about guys who have insecurities dating girls with only fans pages um the seahawks a little too late a little too short was it long paper with short hands Shit. long passes short hands Okay. Also on this episode, Euphoria is back, and holy shit is it back? My nephew Bull Bull has been traded to the Pistons. He might get a motherfucking shot now. I am dropping an all-gold toaster this month. Um, China, the country, has created an artificial sun. I I, wish I was fucking playing with you guys. And I am launching my two new strains this weekend in Merced, California. And a whole lot more on a brand new 8K high Doge Phoenician Yang banging episode of Behind the Baller. Yo, Miles, yo, Jordan, a.k.a. The Captains. Let's fucking go. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Mental health is damn near everything. If you aren't grounded, bad things happen. We talk about BetterHelp a lot in this show, and now they're releasing a new podcast called Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health. Go check it out. Season one just dropped with episodes featuring interviews with notable people in the NBA, Hall of Famer, Chris Bosch talking about anxiety. Pop star Megan Trainor on motherhood and panic attacks. Wilmer Valderrama on immigrating to a new country and more. So join BetterHelp today and make your life better. Find this awesome new mental health podcast, Getting Better Stories of Mental Health on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. So yeah, man, um, this was the longest RV trip that we have ever fucking taken. It's kind of a trip, didn't even think about it like that. It has been a one-year, it's been one-year anniversary, a little bit over that, I think that I talked about it, back there, but but yeah, it's been a year since I had an RV. I was thinking about buying a brand new RV today, a sick one, fucking sick, sick one. Of course, Thor, I love Thor, I love that brand. Um, this one sleeps 10. Why do I need one that sleeps 10? Mind your fucking business. Um, I do travel with my in-laws a lot and, uh, you know, um, I helped, got my, um, my father-in-law and mother-in-law an RV. They love it. My father-in-law is obsessed with it. He's, he's, you know, not a whole lot of things that he does, um, because he works so much. So, you know, when he gets a chance, you know, fuck, he loves RVing. Of course, he loves the Seahawks more than anything in the world. And of course, he loves his kids and his grandkids. And my father-in-law is an, uh, a member of the BTB Army. He listens to this show. And uh, I think my mother-in-law listens once in a while. I don't think she has the attention span to listen to that because she's always got so much going on in her life. But yo, we jumped in the k Explorer. It's been a minute. You know, um, never thought that I'd be into something that... You know, needed this type of maintenance, you know, checking all the fluids and doing the fucking reloading propane, making sure the fucking fresh water tank is ready to go, making sure the inside is clean. You know, we sleep in this place and, you know, just having all the good shit. So, you know, I get gassed up, throw the diesel in there, and there's always some shit that could go wrong. You know, it's a fucking moving house. This motherfucker weighs over 11,000 pounds. You know, the shit ain't no joke. Actually, my bad. This motherfucker weighs like 16,000 pounds or some shit. I forgot what the fuck it is. Anyways, um, we head in the car. You know, I throw on my favorite podcasts. Uh, um, some dude show. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't listened to the show yet, it is out. My boy, you know, Cuffs the Legend. Uh, show is, you know, is, is lit. It's an interview I've never really done before. Um, we talk about things that are not jewelry related, which is beautiful. And uh, my boy, you know, Swaggo and Perk, you know, so we... uh. We take a three-hour, I think it was about three hours, about three-hour trip to Morro Bay. We get to Morro Bay, a little chilly. It's fucking beautiful. Found this RV park right by the Morro Bay um, Rock. Um, We had no idea at all whatsoever, completely by coincidence. Even though I am not Filipino, I am very in touch with the Filipino community. I have always been a fan of the Filipino community. You know, obviously my wife is is part Filipino, uh, but she identifies as Filipino. And the rock, the Moral Bay rock, very random, very weird fact. It is actually the first place that the first Filipino to ever reach America landed at or entered the, the US or wherever the fuck you want to say. The first Filipino to ever enter America landed at Morro Bay Rock and it was fucking beautiful okay this place was just real chill definitely you know um trailer park vibes but uh you know these RV parks some of these places are really nice some of these places you know are just whatever stayed at a couple that were you know some of them just just whatever but this wasn't depressing at all you know you're right there on the beach and my um stall my parking spot was was right there literally like when I say right there like walk out the RV boom And within less than one minute, I'm touching the beach. Not even one second away do I see. I see the ocean, you know. So it's been a minute. We did a trip about two months ago or so, but I'm talking about it's been a minute since we, you know, we took a drive. This is a nice little drive. And the plan is to hit, obviously, Big Sur. And, you know, for security and shit, I don't really talk about certain places. Usually when I post something or 95% of the time if I post something, I'm already gone by that time once I post the story or whatever. Or I don't tag a location just because, you know, for safety of the kids. And of course, you know, especially when I'm in California, if I am in the state of California, just know that I'm strapped. So, you know, I don't want no problems, but, you know, like I'm ready for them. Um, as you know, it is better to fucking have a gun and not need it than to need a gun and not have it. Anyways... You know, long drive, get out, have my little Pokari sweat on deck, obviously. Didn't really pack a lot of food this trip because I knew that I was going to stay at a resort for a few nights, but I had just enough. You know, my mother-in-law, like, I'm really prepared. My mother-in-law's crazy. She don't give, she brings, for a four-day trip, she brings 17 days with the clothes, okay? For a four-day trip, she brings 19 days with the food, you know, and the fucking, (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny because my father-in-law got the perfect RV And I'm just so glad that we got that exact RV Because they have like a private little bedroom in there You know, they get to have other things And there's some things about the RV that are definitely not as updated as mine is And it might drive them crazy But for the price and for everything is perfect And you know, my father-in-law keeps everything super clean He's just very good about that And I love that I used to be the same way The only thing is very difficult to have that with young kids So they pack that motherfucker in you know, they always get the best. Of the best. You know, it's just my father likes nice things. He doesn't really care about clothes and stuff like that, but he likes having nice things that you know, like that. He likes to use like a Yeti uh, ice chest and you know Yeti, you know uh, thermoses. If you don't know what a Yeti is, it's kind of like that hydro flask, but it's a lot better. It's like the next level of hydro flask. So, anyways, yo. We chill at the beach. We go check out the little Filipino, you know, uh, monument area. Go take some pictures on the rocks. Uh, the kids are playing. The sand was really soft, by the way. Very weird. You know, I'm used to to um, mostly Malibu, um, what the fuck's Manhattan Beach sand, and it's not soft at all whatsoever. There's no part of Malibu that's really that nice. Well, I'm gonna keep it a funky. I'm gonna keep a 100% absolute funky. My godfather owns a $100 million fucking house in Malibu, okay? Malibu is cool. You know, it is what it is for what it is. But if we're really keeping a gangster all the way, Laguna Beach is a nicer beach. Now, would I want to be in Laguna Beach? Fuck no, absolutely not. Rather be in Malibu, cooler people, cooler houses and whatever the fuck you want to call it. Just not really an OC dude. But as far as like, you know, Cali Beach is are right, you know? I mean, Santa Monica's cool, you know, but it's just like the, the beach itself, When you travel and go to, like, any kind of exotic place, if you've been in the Caribbean, forget about it. But when you start fucking around with, like, Phuket and Maldives and, like, fucking Fiji Islands, Seychelles, let alone the Philippines and shit, you start going to fucking even, like, just average places like Barakai. I'm not even talking about going to fucking, like, you know, Amonpalu or shit. It's fucking going to Palawan and stuff. I'm talking about just some regular shit, you know, just, just super fly, like... Really, really beautiful. The most gorgeous water fucks any fucking Caribbean water up you can imagine. And like crystal clear, finding dory type fish at your feet. And the shit is fucking warm as hell. And it's your waist deep for miles. Like it's just beautiful. Anyways, the sand at Morro Bay was surprisingly very soft. So um, wake up, Filipino breakfast. Said, okay, this was just a stop. I wanted to break up the drive. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get to motherfucking Carmel. You know, fun fact. My mom had a lot of people that owed her money. Now I will not even to get into it. I'm not going to talk about like, you know, specifics, but people owe my mom money. Um, it was like a common thing growing up. And in the 80s, someone owed my mom a pretty good a chunk of change. So he gave my mom some land. And my mom had a little bit of land in Carmel. I wouldn't say it's necessarily livable. I mean, of course, with, you know, with the right fucking construction, everything, you know, it's, and I'm sure, you know, it's, there's something there now, whether it be a house or a fucking resort, I don't know what the fuck, but. She ended up selling the land just because she just wanted the money, and and you know my mom has made some. Me and her are very similar in certain ways. Sometimes I wish I carried, I, I kept a couple watches, and they might go for like you know and I, I made more money on my watches than, than I than I bought them for. But then they go for fucking four or five times because of what's going on right now with the crazy shit. But then like you know who do you how are you going to complain when your life is blessed, right? My mom, you know, once I was born, things start going okay with her. And then probably when I was like 12, I fucked up so much. My mom worked so much because, you know, she worked so hard, you know, to obviously get better things and give us a better life. But um, right around the mid 80s to late 80s, we would go up to Carmel every so often. You know, um, my father-in-law, I'm sorry, my stepdad, who, you know, pretty much raised me throughout those times, he was big in golf. He loved golf. and My mom did too. Uh, They'd go to Pell Beach and play. So, you know, we go out to Carmel and shit, and I was kind of, you know, hip to these spots and stuff, and there's not really many resorts in Carmel that you could stay at that are nice, right? There's Ventanas, and just so you know, the cheapest room at Ventanas is $3,000 a night, okay? Then there's a couple little small little cottage-type spots, you know what I mean, like look like lodges and shit like that, and there's, you know, there's a few other spots that are okay, and then, me you know, most people probably Airbnb shit, but... Carmel is not a young town This is not a hip, fun town This is like where you take a date Some chick you want to propose to This is where you take wifey This is where you maybe go on a honeymoon This is some grown, grown shit Okay So, um We stayed at the spot Where uh Sean Penn and Madonna Had their honeymoon And the funny part is My mom had her honeymoon there too So, you know, we pulled up And, um Beautiful view, gorgeous fucking, you know, air, everything, just chilled. And, uh, you know, we got to kick it, and it just brought back vibes, like, damn ass crazy. You know, I came here, I was a little bit obviously older than London. I was probably like 15, 16 at the time. And, you know, um, just pulled up and, and, you know, uh, got it in, had some dinner, kind of kicked it, played some fucking Uno and played a little, you know, just did some family shit. Then the morning, woke up and said, fuck it, let's seize the day. And uh slightly raining. And I didn't really mind, you know what I'm saying? It was a trip, my father-in-law was like, yo, you know what's cool about Big Sur in this area? It's like, it looks cooler out here when it's like raining, you know, the view and stuff. And you know, I, I kind of agreed with them, you know, like you think about Pacifica and like parts of the Bay where it's like, you know, the rain is, it's just like, no, don't get me wrong, I love a sunny day in Carmel. We, and we got to hit one, but you know, we headed over to Monterey and it's something I've been wanting to do since London was born. Because London is obsessed with the ocean. He is obsessed with sharks. I think I've talked about it early on. He knew like 300 species of sharks. He loves the ocean. And so we finally went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. And let me tell you guys something. If you ain't got no money, you do not want to go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Now, it was fucking dead because it was, uh, I don't know, it was a weekday. Obviously, people are back. Kids are back at school with Omicron, I don't know what the fuck is going on because a lot of shit is shut down in certain areas. So I, I pray for all those people that's really fucked up, especially for the single parents that are out there working and can't afford to have their kids at home. I don't know. It's a really fucked up situation right now and I don't have a solution for it, so I can't really elaborate on that. But Monterey Bay Aquarium is $100 an adult, and it's like 54 whatever. Online, it's a lot cheaper, so I suggest if you're going to get a ticket to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, Please buy it online. I'm trying to save you guys some money. Okay. Now, going to the Monterey Bay Aquarium is crazy. It is just to think like Disneyland or whatever, right? Never at any family oriented type place have I ever spent $240 on food. Okay. $12 for a bottle of water because they had like this fancy bottle of water, right? Um, food, each entree, like 20 to 25 bucks a pop. Okay. Cookies, six, $7. Like it was, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. The shit was on some Beverly Hills hotels prices. It, it was, it was easily comparable to that, but it was lit. Um, it wasn't as, you know, I mean, it, it just experience of being in a different place. There were some very cool rooms. The jellyfish room, I suggest, um, I highly suggest that part. But, you know, we go to the aquarium in the Pacific, which I think is larger. And there's more things to see outside and stuff. But it was, you know, it was cool. It was an experience. You know, it was cool to take them to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. The prices for the fucking food, again, out of fucking control. But, um, you know, it, it was dope. You know, we got to, they got to get their T-shirts and they get their Jenga. By the way, my mother-in-law bought London a Monterey Bay edition Jenga. And it was fucking $70. Why? Because it was made out of sustainable materials. Like fucking fishnets and fucking fishing pole rods. I don't fucking know. It was just recycled. It was just crazy how fucking expensive the shit was. But um, shortly after that, we went to uh, Bixby Bridge. Drove down Highway 1. Kind of like a nice little Highway 1 vibe out there. I kind of missed having my motorcycle and those drives I used to take when I first got my first Porsche and all that shit. And obviously, you know, Laguna Seca's there. You know, uh, Monterey Car Week is over there. Cannery Row is there. It's all kinds of cool shit that goes on a low area. All the rich motherfuckers. Um, San Jose is only an hour and 20 minutes away from Carmel, uh, Pell Beach area and stuff. But, you know, uh, speaking of which, I passed by Laguna Seca going to our resort. And I was like, damn, man, fuck. Laguna Seca is one of my favorite. Fun fact, Laguna Seca is one of my favorite tracks in America. Um, I want to say the world, but I haven't been to many tracks outside America. But Laguna Seca was one that I used to fucking love going to watch. Uh, Nikki Hayden race there, rest in peace. And um, so, yeah, we drove down Highway 1. It was raining. It was a little sketch. I'm in a fucking gigantic RV with a lot of people in the car. And it was it was a little nervous. you know there's one lane sometimes. a lot of times highway ones closed because of, of of issues on the road. We saw a tractor trailer that had fell off a toe, which is was fucking crazy. And so we get to the bridge and um you know Ryan right Bixar right there. and um I turn onto this dirt road because I couldn't find parking anywhere. yeah, I remember this is a 26 foot fucking long rig. So I'm kind of like, look, fuck it. I'm kind of leaning. And I ain't gonna lie to you, deep inside, I'm a little paranoid. I'm thinking, yo, this shit is so heavy. We might fuck around and tip over. So it's kind of like, fuck, let's get these pictures. You know, my wife wants to get these pictures, get these moments, take these pictures on the bridge, have them, you know, check out everything. And it was beautiful. I ain't gonna lie to you, we saw these beautiful houses. I love looking at architecture. I dig this stuff, you know? And meanwhile, all the time, all the while I'm driving, there's a very soothing feeling about being on the road in the RV, you know? It's not fast, it doesn't handle great, but it just feels like I'm driving in a house, and I can go anywhere the fuck I want. Oh, I got my colitis acting up, I need to pull over, great, take a shit. Oh, I don't feel good, I just wanna lay down? Cool, if I have to, fuck it, yeah, I can find this part of the road, pull the fucking pull out, out, boom, lay down. Just saying, it's just nice to have that feeling. So just driving down Highway 1 was a little sketch, Um, had to turn around, whatever, boom, we go back to the hotel, you know, we get our grub on, by the way, the resort had a fucking beautiful restaurant, gorgeous fucking view of Big Sur, fucking waves crashing on the rocks, all kinds of shit, gorgeous as a motherfucker, freezing cold in the fucking morning, fucking gorgeous during the daytime, just it was fucking beautiful. So um, I don't want to fucking bore you guys too much more, but yeah, jump in the fucking RV. We leave, beautiful day, driving down Highway 1. We head, and this time we stop in Solvang because we want to break up the ride again. You know what I'm saying? It was like a three and a half, four hour drive. Stop at McDonald's, got some fucking ice cream, fucking Sundays, you know, extra hot fudge, the whole good shit. And um, we stop in Solvang, find a little nice little RV park about five minutes away and I was shocked. They had fucking um, really nice airstreams that you could rent out and let's say you wanted to visit Solvang. Let's say you wanted to be near Chumash Casino or you wanted to fucking go to, I don't fucking know, but you could rent a fucking motorhome, an airstream that has a plasma in there and all the fucking water, all that shit and everything and out of every RV park I've ever been to, you're never going to flex water pressure just not gonna happen this place had fucking a pizza parlor a restaurant a general store with wine this was like the nicest general store out of any rv park i've been to my entire life they had a fucking basketball court with a clear backboard breakaway rim all the whole nine fucking you know bunch of cottages they had a a fucking playground they had two or three pools there this was like a nice place like you know, for most people, they will be like, what the fuck, Ben? You're hanging out of fucking RV parks and stuff. It's like, yo, man, you know what? I'm not really socializing with people. You know, it's just places to stay for the night, you know, while we go see and sightsee and see other shit and chill out. So, you know, kicking it there is cool. Big-ass spots, a lot of space. You're not immediately next to somebody. And the crazy thing was, back to the water pressure, You don't really take a shower every day. And especially if you're rolling on the road, you ain't got enough water unless you want to take a fucking army shower. That's like 60 seconds, maybe less. So this water pressure is no joke. You can take a fucking shower there. So it was kind of nice. Um, But yeah, we hit Solvang. And I always forgot, is it Denmark? What the fuck is it? It's Scandinavian. And, uh, you know, we got some food. We walked around, checked out the bakery, showed the kids the stuff. And just basically, look, man, the best thing about this thing is my COVID situation fucked up the kids' Christmas. So I wanted to take them out. Thing is, I don't have a gigantic house, but, you know, it's 6,000 square feet. So, like, you know, when we're in the house together, I mean, we're, you know, either working, I'm figuring something out. The kids are in their little playroom or they're separated doing something else. And, you know, there's different parts of the house. We're together, but we're not unless we're having dinner. And, when we're in the RV, we're confined into a small spot, you know, small space, and we get to really talk and play and do different things, and it just it is kind of cool. You know, On uh, uh, one night, we watched uh, Shang-Chi and, uh, in the RV, and by the way, I had not watched it yet, and I watched it all the way through, and, uh, you know, even that dude, Simu, was my friend. Great fucking movie. I couldn't get myself to watch it. I was like, fuck it. Let's watch it for the kids. It was really, really fucking good. Anyways... It was really nice for me to get, you know, together with my wife and the kids and, and just really spend that kind of quality time and talk about things. And Kaya starting to talk a lot and it's just a different type of vibe now. London's acting differently. Ryder's acting differently. Kaya is starting to ask these questions. It's just like, I'm like, shit, man, I really have an active family. We are really talking about things and it was fucking amazing. So look, I'm back, I feel fucking amazing. Leaving town again this week. I'll be gone next week as well. And you know, I'm doing my thing, but this Omicron shit is no joke. The shit is hitting motherfuckers. We just broke a fucking record in LA County 43,000 new cases. Now, that's the look at all the people who have Binax tests, home tests, you know, antigen tests at home, whatever. We have broken every fucking possible COVID record in LA County, you know, and I think it's gonna probably be worse today. When they do the numbers so I don't know Are they gonna shut schools down Are they gonna figure it out Guess what I mean I gotta keep my kids Home from school It's fucked up There's even like This after school program That you know My, my kids friends to Go to use Because the parents You know A lot of parents work They cancel that shit Regardless of your COVID status So I'm just gonna Try to take it easy We've been you know Kind of like I'm not really I don't give a fuck I know some other people Got their shit London and Ryder Just got their vaccine uh, A week or so ago They got their second shot Coming up in like 10 days you know, I'm going to chill out for a little bit. You know, I'm good. I'm not going to gonna chance it. Once that happens, man, I'm good. I ain't tripping. I think the vaccine definitely, you know, do what it needs to do. But, um, yeah, man, beautiful fucking trip. I, I feel recharged. I feel fucking good. I'm going to get back in the RV this weekend when I go to my meet and greet in Merced. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, we do have to pay some bills. By the way, real quick, because, you know, I was eating a lot of french fries while i was on the road and i asked people is there a fucking way to reheat your fries and now i feel fucking stupid because five or six people said i'm sure people more people said it after that but i've been wanting to buy an air fryer for a long time there's a dude on tiktok called hood meals i follow him he follows me back I love his page. It's so genuine, dude. Just really, it makes some disgusting shit. It'll make some decent shit. But he really makes hood meals, and he has his fucking air fryer, this Ninja, or I don't the, fuck, or the Terminator. I forgot what the fuck it's called. But you know what? I've heard from many people. Use an air fryer, and that motherfucker will have your shit. Bing, bang. I don't know what the fuck that meant, but yeah. So I need to get an air fryer. By the way, Gold Toaster. I'll get into that in a little bit We gotta pay some bills Yo Miles man Yeah You already know When you hear Lakey You know some commercials are coming And uh Yeah man We got some commercials Motherfuckers So we gotta pay these bills And we will be right back If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network. You can use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. With mint mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for data that you will never use. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash baller. That's mintmobile.com slash baller. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mint.com slash baller. I just set my kids up on this mint mobile plan. Ready to make 2022 the best year yet for your family and the planet? Start a sustainable revolution at home with Grove Collaborative and shop over 150 brands that make a real impact. Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled? At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com baller today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash baller. That's grove.com slash baller. When running a business, HR issues can be very detrimental to your company. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and more are very costly and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They could be an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash baller right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash baller. one wants to cut corners on what's important. And few things matter more than a good night's rest. Bowl and branches, signature sheets feel so soft and light, you'll forget you're actually not sleeping on a cloud. And they're sustainably made for uncompromising quality from field to factory. Bowling Branch makes the softest organic sheets on the market and they get better with every wash and comfort isn't their only standard. When I surprised my wife with these sheets, she was amazed at how comfortable they were and that scored big points for me. Best of all, Bowling Branch gives you a fair price plus a 30-day risk-free trial with free shipping and returns. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code BALLER at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Use promo code BALLER. Guys, I don't know where my manners are. Uh, Just... I don't know why the fuck I didn't start off with saying this Very weird, I should have started the show with this Apologize um, Could have easily edited this way But I want it to be real And I want you guys to hear it from uh, what's going on So much going on and um, Yesterday was kind of a crazy day But uh, rest in peace to Bob Saget Obviously he's America's dad You know, a lot of you guys who are young listen to this show, you probably didn't watch Full House um, I can't say I watched it that much you know, And I never had a thing for the fucking Olsen twins. I don't know what the fuck is so weird with, with some of you motherfuckers that were like, there used to be a countdown on the internet when um, Mary Kate or the I don't know if the fuck they even names or Ashley Olsen, whatever the fuck. Is that their names? I'm not sure. But um, when they were going to turn 18. And the funny thing is one of my boys, Ali, he dated one of the chicks. N- no big deal. But the funny thing is Elizabeth Olsen, I think the younger sister or whatever, I don't know she's a grown woman now, she's like the, the prettiest one at of all of them so the fuck they're tripping on anyways back to what the fuck is important rest in peace to Bob Saget it was thought this dude was the goofiest dude in the world didn't know too much about his stand-up background and um, I met Bob Saget like around 1998 through my boy Skills um, my boy Rich Skills he's a producer um, one of the coolest white boy oh, I'm sorry one of the coolest Lithuanian motherfuckers I know my boy Skills had two roommates. One roommate was this kid named David Moscow. Crazy thing about David Moscow is he played the little fucking kid in Big. That kind of fucked me up. But he was in the movie Honey too, right? That was like his, that was like his claim to fame, that and Big. Anyways, that was one of his roommates. And the other roommate was this girl named Juliet. And this girl Juliet dated Bob Saget, and they dated for like, two years or so, whatever. So, you know, i see this dude all the time. Cool dude. Think about it, motherfucker, man. Millions upon millions upon millions. Had no idea that Bob Saget was 65 years old. I thought at oldest, Bob was maybe in his late 50s. But Bob was a cool dude, man. Bob would smoke weed with us. Bob would talk shit and everything else, whatever. And I remember, you know, I love stand-up. I mean, I talked about it back then. You know, I've been going to stand-up comedy shows since the late 80s. And um, I told him I was going to go see Howie Mandel. And he goes, oh, please, set my best. And boom. then I was like, yo, let's do Bob Sacks actually a real comedian. And um, then we went to go see him stand- to do a stand-up show. And he was talking about fucking chicks in the ass, all kinds of crazy outlandish shit. You know, this is the dad from Full House. You would never expect this dude to say some of the crazy shit that he said. But, you know, that's what he became famous as. And it was just a trip. But I don't know how he died. Rest in peace. I've been reading some amazing stories from some of my friends. George Lopez, Sedge Entertainer. You know, George was like, yo, man, George is really big on stand-up. Well, you know, he's obviously been on the podcast. If you haven't listened to the episode, please listen to the George Lopez episode because he talks about his come-up. And Bob Saget helped a lot of people out. And one of my boys, Ronnie Chang, he's uh, actually in Shang-Chi and uh, Crazy Rich Asians, a bunch of other movies. He had a really great post about Bob. And, uh, 65, regardless, still too young, fucking so sad, man. I had to say, you know, uh, my condolences to his family, and uh, I want to say again one more time, rest in peace to um, Bob Saget. You know, I think about people with insecurities. Um, Some dudes, you know, they don't like to date broke chicks or chicks who live in the hood or, you know, I had like my weird thing, like, yo, man, I'm not dating no chick who live in Compton or whatever, and boom, people have their own little fucking, you know, their own preferences. and My boy's... He's like, yo, fuck that. I'm not dating no chick from the Bronx, you know, whatever. And boom. And some people are like, I ain't dating no chick from the OC, whatever. But, you know, you got people who are like, yo, I can't date a chick who has a kid. And I get it. Some people, again, have their preferences. But there's this, like, weird thing with, you know, girls want to make money now. You know, some girls obviously love to get taken care of, but girls want to make their own money. And one way to make money for them is to start an OnlyFans page. Now, I had to break it to you guys. Not every girl on there is showing their ass and tits. I mean, they are, but they aren't, if that makes any sense. And it should. I really pray to God that my listeners aren't this fucking stupid. But seeing dudes who trip when they find out that their girls have an OnlyFans page and they bug out. Now, I get it. If Nicola had an OnlyFans page, you know, What would I think? Like, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird, right? Like, all right, well, shit. You know, now I got a girl who has a bunch of dudes paying for prescription. I mean, prescription, subscriptions to see her, you know, body, whatever, boom. And the crazy part about this whole OnlyFans thing is, and some people don't even know this, which is crazy, is... and they put you on some game. And I hope it doesn't fuck up girls' money, but it is what it is. I'm just going to be real, you know? I think if they want to go out there and try to not necessarily dupe guys... I think they should be more honest. Most of the successful OnlyFans pages are ran by like managers and agents. They're sitting there talking all this other bullshit about because you know you make your money on the DMs, right? Girls page could be nine ninety nine a month. It could be fifteen bucks a month. It could be six dollars, three dollars a month. Where they make their money is in the DMs. Like, oh, you want to see this video? I got this video. I'm sending you a video. Boom. Okay, unlock it for twenty five bucks. And that's how they make their paper. You know, send out four hundred fucking DMs. Boom. What's 400 times fucking $25? Um, uh, that's just saying, for one thing, that's 10000 right there they can make in a day. So thought about it. Would I have dated or would I have wifed up Nicolette if she had an OnlyFans page? Me, personally? Nah, man. <laughs> you know, ain't no insecurity either. It, w- it wouldn't be that at all whatsoever. I don't think that, you know... I mean, let me rewind. On a business, you know, level, if that's what she was doing to get paid, uh, I'd think about it. You know, what I'm saying, I'd be like, you know, what really, actually, tell you the truth, yeah, boom. But I wouldn't want to confuse my kids later. Now, my wife used to be a bikini model, you know, so you sit there and be like, all right, cool, that's, you know, nothing, and not even risque. She wouldn't do anything implied. Um, implied means like let's say for instance she took her top off and put her arm over to cover her boobs nothing like that whatsoever on a business level there are women out there who have OnlyFans pages that are doing their thing you know there's girls who are out there who are not showing any kind of you know sexy clothing they're just out there like they're just talking to guys you know what I mean it's people paying DMs to talk to these chicks you know watch them in dresses and you know in fully clothed but it would depend you know you think about that, and some people get a high off that shit. And, you know, let's cut the bullshit out right now. I'm tired of people saying, now, look, social media isn't real life. I know how to decipher it. I'm tired of people saying, like, oh, you care about this too much. Oh, man, you on Instagram too much. Oh, you on Twitter too much, blah, blah, blah. Like, yo, social media is a big part of my life. I said it is my dream to retire from it forever, but there's things on there that I need to access in order to get to my bag. I ain't going to lie to you. It's the truth. It's the truth. Whether it be 10%, 20%, 30%, some people it's 80%. I still have to access it, you know, if I do want to make money. Now, do I need to access it every second of the day? No, not at all. I'm just saying, sometimes you miss things, sometimes you pick up things. But there's a lot of ways of me picking up news. Now, when it comes to jewelry, I don't find any inspiration on social media whatsoever. Not one. Never ever gone to be like, oh my God, you see that chain? No. It's been 10 years since I felt that way about any kind of jewelry period. Unless it was like fine jewelry made by like, you know, Van Cleef or something like that. Not like, you know, any kind of fucking jewelry that makes shit for rappers. Rewind. Social media is a big deal. You know, could I date a girl who had 7 million followers? Whatever. I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in the DMs there. But the sentiment of what OnlyFans stands for, it's that sexual vibe. So, you know, you're throwing something different out there. Now, as far as Nicolette, you know, and obviously her, her family listens to this podcast, they would never in a million fucking years let her have one. Now, would I let Kai have one? After 18, I wouldn't really have a choice, right? But, you know, I would hope that she wouldn't need to or want to. And um, that just happens with, well, honestly, it, it really is with the molding and the guidance and, and the good direction. But the dudes who are out there and just trying to bang it's you know it's like what are you tripping on, you know? Now if you're really trying to wipe a chick up and she's out there, moving, she's like to maybe that's the wrong chick for you, you know. If you don't give a fuck, cool. But I was you know talking to my boy Adam twenty two from No Jumper, and he interviews a lot of girls who have OnlyFans pages. Now these chicks, I ain't gonna lie to you, they are out there promoting sex, and it's like how the fuck you gonna get mad at that? That's their thing, and um. I'm gonna have Kendra Lust on the show. She's asked me a few times. I'll sit there. I just gotta figure it out because I just really haven't had time to get interviews going. I'm gonna start start interviews this week and next week, but um I'll ask her about that too. And I let's see she keeps I hope she keeps it real. You know, I might ask her the hard questions. And you know, I don't wanna degrade her, you know. I'm gonna sit there and lie to you guys and tell you I don't watch porn. Of course I do, you know. But um, yeah, man, the OnlyFans insecurity thing is weird, especially when You know, like some of these dudes want nice things And whatever, and just be be like, it's weird You know, it's a different era I couldn't imagine dating in this era right now But um, yeah, it was just something I wanted to talk about I just wanted to bring it up Like it was just something that was on my mind That I wanted to share with you guys Speaking of dating My friend Julia Fox is dating my friend Kanye West And it's really awkward, it's really weird Um, I love Julia, she's great I met her during the filming of Uncut Gems. Um, she's a cool person. She's crazy as shit. Um, I don't mean that in a sense because I'm crazy as shit, right? But she has a kid. He has three, four kids. And um, I don't get the situation. It's weird, you know? Because I know it's not some publicity shit. And I think she's, you know, going to do whatever she can to get off it and good for her because I love Julia. But um, I don't know, man. I feel like Kanye's celebrity is starting to slowly dim and I really mean that I don't mean his brand brand could be huge but your celebrity could kind of go down I don't know if you know I me mean. like that hot level like it just he ain't Drake you know he's not even Jay-Z anymore it's just weird he's big but it's like he's he makes himself way too accessible and it's weird now I'm not trying to be a celebrity or anything like that whatever so like I'm not even as accessible sometimes in certain things but like you know I'm just a regular dude I'm just a dad so it's just kind of weird um it's funny because I was talking to one of his people and they're like, yo, you've ghosted us so many times for all this shit. We're not inviting you to nothing anymore. I'm like, all right, don't invite me. I don't give a fuck. But now I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the next Don the basketball game. Fuck it. I'll wear all black. Yay. Okay. Now the funny thing was Kanye would follow me on Instagram. But I don't want to change my fucking profile picture to a black. This is stupid. And I see some of these people that I know. that's are so gassed up. Like, oh my God. And I'm surprised. I'm sure they must fucking DM the stupidest shit. Like Filipino celebrities I know. Just like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Like, fucking relax. Anyways, don't really care about not getting invited to certain things. But you know what? I am mad that my boy Adam22 didn't invite me to this BMX competition. That shit looked fucking insane. And by the way, again, I'm sorry, I'm just going to let you guys know, this COVID shit is insane. And the fact that the CDC is fucking confusing the fuck out of people with the dates of how long you should quarantine, blah, 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 this and that. And then them saying, like, look, having a cloth mask is like barely, you know, doing anything. I fucking said that from the beginning. Fuck, you got a cloth mask on. You've never seen me wear a cloth mask when it meant something Like, just to be out for, you know, whatever, boom. When I got first vaccinated, I kind of was a little lax with it. But you always see me at least a KN95, okay? Or a surgical at the very, very least. On an airplane, surgical, whatever, boom. But like, in serious cases, you know, who the fuck didn't know that? But it is getting bad. There's fucking flu-rona. There's a new thing called Deltacron or or Delta. what the fuck it is. Then there's all these fucking trains like, yo, it really is hopeless, you know? Everyone is just going to fucking get fucking COVID at this point. There's nothing you can fucking do about it. And scumbag pieces of shit like Ron DeSantis and some people are like, oh, man, fuck. Look, you know what? I got friends I talk to in Miami I talk to often. It is real hard to get tested in Miami. In LA, it's not. You can get tested at a bunch of places. Now, It's not free. But there's a bunch of places that do free tests and stuff, too. There's one outside Rift Store in Little Tokyo. But there's places, you know, you want to get tested. It takes a couple days here and there. And, you know, it's expensive. And it's fucked up. And the government should do something about it. And it's just weird. But all these new strains, it, it's just, dude, this shit is just crazy as fuck. And please believe once my antibodies are starting to slowly wind down and, and wear off, I will... Be definitely getting a booster. And by the way, guys, just so you know, it has been well over two weeks since I've caught COVID and I still don't have 100% of my smell back. It's just fucking weird, right? Now, speaking of strains, I am launching, officially launching, of all places to which is weird, right? You would think that I would launch my two brand new strains in either San Francisco or LA, but I am launching Kelly Green, 47, and box fan Benny at Berners Merced. Okay, there's a cookie store. Burner's Merced and Merced, California. All right. That will be this Saturday, January fifteenth. At 1pm Probably be there for a couple hours I'm going to do some giveaways I'm going to launch some new merch there Some Ben Baller new merch I'm going to be doing You know Some signings You got some cards I don't even know How many people that listen to this podcast Live in Central California Whether you be in Fresno Turlock Sacramento I don't fucking know But I'm launching Two new strains At Burner's Merced It's going to be A fucking good time I'm going to be chilling Bringing the K-Town Explorer out there I was going to bring the Tesla and say fuck it but you know what i don't want to risk getting a fucking speeding ticket because i know i'll do some silly shit. plus i like having the fucking bathroom everything else boom but you know i'm gonna be out there for a day or so um maybe longer i don't know do not forget i am launching two new strains and we'll also have the other two strains but this is the first time you'll be able to get these strains okay kelly green 47 obviously if you guys know what time it is with jonas you will know what that means. And box fan many That was also another play On jokes against myself From these motherfucking dudes Who are talking all this shit Who have fucking grow operations In their mom's backyard Um, Do not forget January 15th At this Saturday 1pm I will see you guys there I am fucking super 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 Excited Pivot to A little bit of sports You know what I gotta give a congratulations To my boy Miles Davis He is a producer Of this show Is one half of the Dust Brothers Congrats bro To your Niners you guys get to play the Cowboys and get sent home on vacation. To be honest, I don't give a fuck. I hate the Cowboys even more. And the Cowboys ain't going anywhere either. I don't give a fuck how good Dak comes out, scored a 50-piece against two shitty-ass teams. Look, that ain't going to happen, okay? Let's just be fucking honest. But to be real, Captain's Picks have been fucking smoking the competition. So make sure you go to um or go to at the Captain Picks on Instagram. But yeah, um, Miles, your Niners, bro, let's be real. Now, Seahawks whooped at one point the number one team. It's still top five team in the, in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what the fuck's going on with them right now. They're just choking at the end. It's weird. Um, usually we play them as the last game of the season. And usually they beat us because they don't give a fuck and they never really had anything to lose. Now they got Kyler and they got, you know, fucking, um, all these fucking stars in their team. My boy AJ fucking Brown plays for them now. They played like shit, but we played pretty good. By the way, man, prayers out to my man Quandre Diggs. He is literally top three best safety in the NFL. He fucking hurt his ankle, man. This shit had me fucked up just seeing him cry. Put me in a fucked up mood. I already talked to him last night. Um, He's gonna stay have surgery. It sucks. He's gonna miss the Pro Bowl. Really fucking upset about that. But yeah, man, prayers to my boy Quandre. But we look good. You know, and and I think that Pete is gone from all the rumors. Pete is going to be gone. Russ is going to stay. I really think that, again, nobody whooped our ass this year. Nobody. The biggest loss deficit we've had was against Green Bay Packers. Their favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the NFL, supposedly, right? They beat a 16-0. Really, that wasn't shit because the best defense in the NFL still allows over 17 points. So that was the biggest loss deficit. You know, there were three games we lost with less than— you know, three points in other games, five points, seven points here and there. It was really, really close games. So we just didn't get that strain of luck. We got fucking Jason Myers who kicked 57 consecutive fucking field goals. And then he's kicking like 40% this year. Like, what the fuck? And I know Jason, but, you know, it's just weird. Very strange. We went 12 games last year. And this year, you know, we couldn't get it done. It's just strange, you know? We should easily have 12 wins this year with what's going on. But, you know, I'm excited. I think we should pick up Rashad for another year. Penny's whooped. He's By the way, guys, yes, Rashad Penny was the number one fucking running back in the entire NFL in December. So he whoops some ass. I don't know. It's going to be exciting to see. As you guys know, I am making the fan of the year chain for the Super Bowl. So it's going to be exciting, man. Um, as far as basketball, my boy, Bull Bull, a.k.a. my nephew, Has gotten traded to the Detroit Pistons And um, I'm fucking hype We talk a lot, he's like y'all don't give a fuck I want to go to a shitty team, I just want to prove myself You know what, I really think If you utilize Bull Bowl Correctly, this motherfucker's gonna crush shit So salute to my little nephew Bull Bowl. By the way, the Lakers are doing their thing I think we're gonna turn it around Malik Bunk is doing his thing I'm not tripping I think we really, really got it. If you want to follow some real good basketball, like real, real good insight, I think my boy Cuffs the Legend is on there. A little biased when it comes to LeBron, but he really knows what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, I had to talk about this. Some dumb fucking idiot from Bakersfield, California went to look at his $17,000 bracelet put his debit card down, put his driver's license down, then tried to run with the bracelet out of my store. This is while I was in fucking um, Monterey. And my employee, Key, and one other employee, Darren, caught this motherfucker, held his ass down, and the police arrested his dumb ass. What dumb fuck leaves their driver's license at the store and runs? Like, how fucking stupid, how fucking desperate and dumb can you fucking be? But you know what? Salute to Key. Key's one of the most solid employees I got. I gotta gotta do something special for this motherfucker. Um, Key is not Chinese, but he's Asian. He's Korean. <laughs> Just thinking about China. Sorry. Look, if you want anything made, China can make it. You want some fucking shoes bootlegged? China can make it. You want some nice shoes to be made? China can make it. You want a nice leather jacket? China can make it. There's this dude. Who started an exotic hypercar brand by himself, whatever? It's called Apollo or some shit. Rich dude made the car in fucking China. He might say, Oh, I got the parts from here in Europe. Shut the fuck up. Made the motherfucking car in fucking China, dog. Right? You can make, China will make anything. They'll fucking make Drake's fucking Air Drake jet. All right? They will make the, you name it, you can make now. But China now, not only did they make the motherfucking virus. People say, oh, that's racist. No, motherfucker, I'm not racist. Shit is fucking facts. But what else is facts? They have created an artificial sun. Yes, like the sun, you know, the hot sun, the moon, the stars. They created an artificial sun and it launched, I guess, yesterday. The crazy part is the artificial sun is five. Time's hotter than the actual sun. So I don't know what the fuck to even think or say anymore. I'm just like, I don't know. And Jordan Winter sent me that information. Sometimes Jordan sends me shit here and there and I see it. I'm like, I want to talk about the show. Eh, whatever. Fucking weird as shit. Now, before we get into these two new shows, well, not two new shows, two new episodes of shows, People are saying there's a crypto crash going on right now. There's this funny meme right now. And it says, December, 2020, Bitcoin hits $40,000. And there's a dude getting into a brand new Lamborghini. And then it says, Bitcoin, uh, December, 2021. And there's a dude like broken down crying. And it's true, it makes a lot of sense. You know, some people jumped in when it hit 69 hit or 65,000, boom. You know, it was a lot. Really, your entry point is everything. Now, Doge, you know, I bought a shit ton at 16, 17 cents. I bought some at 23 here and there. But at the end of the day, over 50% of all my Doge was bought at less than a penny, at a fraction of a penny. So, you know, and even still at that point, I've had it for so fucking long. You know, what do I do? And I was waiting, like, okay, I could have sold that 70 cents. I should have. You know, I'd have made a fucking killing, right? But I also bought after that. So for those asking me, like, oh, somebody's like, you should fucking talk about Doge. It's not the fucking same thing, you fucking idiots. You can't compare Shiba Inu, Moon, his other fucking coins to fucking Doge that's been around for fucking nine fucking years. I talk about Doge. I'm part of the Doge community. I talk about it on Twitter. There is no crypto talk on Instagram and shit like that. It's not the same because I talked about it nine times, and you know when it was hot. But I talked about it seven hundred thousand times on Twitter. You can't compare that. But yeah, Bitcoin is at forty k right now. People are like, "Yo, you know it's, it's fucking crashed and blah blah whatever." Not for me. Now, should I feel compassionate for you guys? Of course. But decentralized, is, is, it just still is the way. You know, people who understand that will get, there's no beating that. You, you know, they just announced, the IRS just announced that if you send over $600 via Cash App, Venmo, or Zelle, they're going to fucking make you sign an IRS form. I pay my housekeeper with Venmo, you know, thinking about this shit now with the taxes and stuff, like this is fucking crazy, I'm actually gonna try to start my, you know, w- with my nanny and my housekeeper. I'm gonna start them up with a a crypto wallet and start paying them that way just so they understand. Like, for those of you guys that wanna give up, cool, what are you gonna do? Put it back in the dollar with inflation's fucking so crazy and the dollar's shit? All right, cool, go ahead. Now, I get it. There's people who feel like the NFT shit is a scam, people who think these are the shit coins. I'm not talking look. There's like five, six coins that I believe in. I know there's a top 10. I'm just saying, you'll never hear me talk about other coins, you know? But if you're talking about ADA, you know, you're talking about fucking, even if you're talking about fucking Ripple, right? XRP. But if you're talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Dogecoin, you know, I'm all in, all right? But it's really not that bad. And people are, like, really tripping right now. Like, you know, yeah, you know, my crypto wallet a month or two months ago was pretty fucking diesel. That motherfucker was sitting crazy. And then it's like, all right. And if I'd have sold, then what? Pay capital gains, sit there? I got no other choice but to hold. You know? I'm thinking about swapping some of the doge over to ETH just because it's the most useful. But, like, people are tripping and be like, oh, my God, it's a crypto crash. Ethereum was fucking $1,500 fucking dollars not that long ago. How big of a crash was it? You know? Bitcoin a year ago, yeah, it was, you know, around the same, but like, it's like, depending on what you're doing with it, you know, I'm just chilling at 4,900 average Bitcoin price. So, you know, I'm just telling you guys, if you're in, stay in. What are you going to do? Are you going to sell, take an L and like, panic sell and, and, and just like it just makes no sense right but again like I said to a lot of people put some money in something if it doesn't grow at all guess what you still didn't lose whether it be a year from now two years from here and there you got to have money sitting somewhere that has potential to do something okay whether it be real estate like I said baseball cards stocks whatever stocks are down Right? It's a weird fucking time right now, guys. Do you not understand this? This is global, not just America. Like, there's a lot of weird shit going on because there's a thing called coronavirus. COVID-19, it's fucking things up. So I don't know. Weird shit, man. Um, anyways, I'm staying, I'm holding, I'm in. So I don't know, you know. I wish I could reply to every DM that hits me with people who just don't know. And I feel bad sometimes like sitting there like, oh, you know, I lost fucking $700. You fucking cocksuckers, everything I have. I'm not a financial advisor. I tell you what I'm doing. How about I lost fucking $3 million? Yes, that's no cap. I lost $3 million in the last two months. Am I tripping? No, because I'm still up. Right? And some people are like, well, we're not up then maybe you should stay in. and you can't afford to stay in, you shouldn't have got in then because you should never put more than you can afford to invest. All right. Anyways, Ghost Power Book is back. Shit is getting fucking really, really good. and made up for the three-week fucking um, hiatus that pissed me off. This shit's getting good. I'm sorry to say this, Tariq is a great, I mean, Mary J. Blash is a great fucking actress. And I never thought in a million fucking years, especially from hanging out with her here and there, whatever, being a tyrant, I cannot believe how good she is at her role, right? I don't need to say anything else. Great fucking show. So fucking glad. Episode six was all that and a bag of chips times 100 is fucking amazing. Now, Euphoria? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Whoever the writers are, and I'm sure I could find the name, I'm just saying. But whoever is writing this show, I don't know if season two is the same writer. As season season one was good. I'm gonna lie to you, I liked it. There's a lot of good parts about it, you know. And I get it. And this is a fucking old man telling you this, you know. And I know I was like, damn man, Drake and Future, Future's, uh, you know, um, Future the Prince is uh, Drake's uh, DJ, who I've known since uh, I've known Drake from way back. They just can't miss right now. They just are part of all kinds of shit. And I think, I'm not mistaken, Euphoria's part of A24 Studios, which is on fire too as well. But whoever wrote Euphoria Season 2, holy shit. Episode 1 and Season 2 is so fucking good. It is everything. From the fucking clothes to the casting to everything. Look, Part of me is kind of like, yo, I don't like that fat, ugly bitch, man. You know what? Boom. She's perfect because that's what's real life. And you see these girls like, oh, they're kind of, are they kind of hot? Cool. Oh, she has some nice tits, but her face is fucked up, blah, blah, whatever. And people are like, who are you to judge? Fuck you, bitch. I'm saying what I fucking observe, calling it like I see it, right? So I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, but that bald head fucking dude with the shiny teeth, blah, blah, whatever. Euphoria is fucking amazing. I suggest. You know, I think you do need to follow and watch the entire season if you haven't no gone to Euphoria yet. But this is like everything I would want to fucking be a part of if I was in fucking high school, okay? And I almost want to be a fucking actor so I could be a fucking an extra in on this show. But my boy Angus Cloud, who I only know through social media, we're friends. He is just phenomenal in this, man. Uh, Jacob E. Lordi, I hate that dude, but, you know, he's good. And everyone that's on this show is, you know, they they play their position to the T, right? Now, my only complaint, which is not really a big complaint, is Lil Meech. Yes, actual Big Meach's son, who stars in BMF show, playing his dad, who supposedly 50 Cent spent a couple hundred thousand dollars on acting classes for him to act. I'll be real with you. Lil Meech is the worst part of BMF. And I love BMF. The show is good. He's the worst part of it. He's not believable. He's not a good actor. Um, Very one-dimensional when it comes to acting. But the show is so good that, you know, it doesn't matter that he's bad, right? And it makes sense because his dad lived it, boom, whatever, He is now on euphoria. And again, he's not exactly like no good actor so he could be maybe the worst part of the show or you know it wasn't again the show was so good when you have a team like let's say for instance the fucking 2017 Warriors right you don't or 2018 Warriors you could have a fucked up player get in the game and y'all are still gonna win right it was like the dream team from 92 you could have fucking had me on the team and we're still going to beat all the other teams by 25 points or more it's wild but yeah this episode of euphoria blew my fucking mind and for a second i thought that we we're gonna see fucking zendaya's tits because this is crazy as see in the beginning not that i ever want to while well, everyone thinks she's so hot and everything boom yes dolled up she's real pretty she has a unique look i'm not a big fan of hers as far as appearance or anything oh she's cool with her great but yeah she's cool and, and, and i get it but this show is it everything about it is lit so I highly suggest you watch Euphoria. If you have not watched it yet, fucking this, oh man, can't wait for next Sunday. So fucking good. Last but not least, guys, to continue on with my gold products and network, love you guys. I have a fucking billboard in fucking Times Square right now with my ugly ass face on there. Um, I am launching a all gold toaster. Yes, not a toaster oven, just a toaster you know, I don't know about you guys, but I used to love making sandwiches and just like, I like things lightly toasted. I don't like a hard toast. I like just like that little golden warmed up, slightly golden crispy. Um, but yeah, All Gold Toaster launches January 24th. That is a Monday. That is three weeks from, to- no, it's two weeks. Sorry, two weeks from today, I am launching my Gold Toaster Cannot wait to show you guys. In fact, if you come to Merced this weekend, I will be giving one or two Gold Toasters away to some lucky attendees that are there. But yes, my Gold Toaster is dropping only on the network app January 24th. Guys, that is it for today's show. Um, I hope you liked it. We're going to start getting some interviews on here and we're going to start talking more shit and I'm going to start speaking about more game and I'm going to talk more about summer internships that um, I want to start doing. And that's it. Yo, what the fuck? I'm sitting here looking at some fucking bill. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck was $1,600? God damn. Sorry about that, guys. Anyways, yo, Miles, yo, Jordan, can you please throw on some Lakey Lake? Sorry, guys. I got sidetracked for a second there. I love you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the show. If you haven't already subscribed, just subscribe and lay in the cut. You ain't got to fucking listen to every single episode, but subscribe. It helps the show out. Okay, And we are going to do fan questions next week So do not forget, next week we're doing fans questions I have a different way we're going to do this We're going to do this through using social media We're not going to use it on the fucking the reviews anymore Guys, again, this is not your practice life I love you, thank you Happy New Year, that's the last time I'm saying this You know, we are in 2022 We're going to smoke this show You already know we're off the charts Let's get it popping Yo, Lakey Lake I'm sorry At Lakey trying to get you your name right now Lakey I know if anyone can help me get Lakey inspired his name at Lakey please help I will fucking give you guys something I don't know I'll figure it out but yeah that music in the background is the genius known as at Lakey guys I will see you next week I might see you this week I might drop an episode Thursday I'm not positive most likely not but guys I love you I will see you guys on Monday for sure though all right y'all peace